Hey folks, this is number 13 and number 3, otherwise known as Mogi and JC, welcoming you to this special episode of the Breakout Sessions podcast. We're not going to have any sponsors for this podcast, and the reason we're doing it is we've gotten some feedback from some of our listeners, and although we are uh, interviewing some very famous and notable guests, People evidently have some questions about JC and myself, uh, who we are, where we're from, what we did in our previous lives. So I'm going to send it over to JC and get things rolling. How's it going, JC? Oh, thanks, Moog. It's a great day. Uh, if you guys don't know, Mogi lives out uh, in Chippewa Falls on Lake Wasota. It's a beautiful, bright, sunny day. Enjoyed a little bit of golf this morning. How'd that go, by the way? Uh, not so well. Uh, Mogi and his partner, uh, kick the snot out of my partner and I a little scramble golf uh not a good day I am a beginner and it showed I'm a beginner too and it showed and all I can say is thank you to my partner sleeper thank you buddy all right hey answering a few questions from our listeners uh Mogi and I are both retired I am a retired law enforcement officer who primarily worked on violent crimes prior to my retirement um, I was 31 years in law enforcement, had a great career, thoroughly enjoyed what I did for a living, uh, enjoyed the fact that I could bring some closure to families with the uh, situations they were involved in, and I was lucky enough to have a few of the cases that I work uh, worked premiere on TV shows, and uh, if you ever want to uh, take a look at them, uh, my full name spelling is on our website. If you Google my name, you can come up with some of the cases that I worked. Awesome, JC. Yes. And again, I'm Mogi McDonough. I'm a lifelong educator, spent the last 20 years of my career uh, in the principalship. Uh, I like to think my job was extremely important, although not as dangerous and exciting as JC's, and I'm just fine with that. Let him do that, and and I'll take care of working with the students and the teachers and their families. But uh, long career, uh, very, very uh, fulfilling, and uh, I retired about five years ago, and since that retirement, I have also served interim principalships in three different school districts, as well as coached a high school hockey team for two years, so I like to think that uh, come September this year, for the first time in a long time, I will be off and enjoying some time with my wife and also with JC and and his wife while we continue on this uh, podcast adventure. (laughs) Yes, and that uh, brings us to the next hockey season. Mogi and I are still, even though we are in retirement, playing old man's hockey, which we've enjoyed throughout our lives. Uh, I grew up in my youth in the UP of Michigan, uh, started playing hockey at the age of seven in the renowned rink of D Stadium in Houghton, Michigan. Uh, in a sixth grade, my family moved to Wisconsin, where I continued playing hockey as a youth in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And then finishing out in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, I graduated high school in Portage, Wisconsin. And at the time, they did not have hockey. So my parents had to drive me back and forth to Madison. And at that time, uh, we had a AAA midget team down there, the Madison Capitals, uh, that I played on for a couple of years and thoroughly enjoyed. And then uh, subsequently did not have a career beyond that. Uh, College was not in my uh, sights uh, or juniors. Although I've got size, I have absolutely no speed and no shot. How about you, Moog? Wow, I have uh, no size to go with my no speed and no shot, so at least you're one up on me, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I started uh, skating when I was four years old. Um, 
I don't think I had much of a choice. My father was a high school hockey coach in the city of St. Paul. He coached for Humboldt High School at the time, the Humboldt Indians. And of course, uh, as his oldest son, I followed him along and wanted to do everything that he did. So he was a three-sport coach. He coached high school football, high school hockey, and high school baseball. And I learned to love all three of those sports, although uh, I wasn't very good at any of them. Um, what I learned when I got to the high school level, when I was in 10th grade and I was four feet tall, four feet, eight inches tall and 75 pounds, um, <laughs> football was not an option. Um, I could never hit in baseball anyways. And I think the coaches probably saved my life by not having me play on the JV team that those first couple of years, just, I think I probably would have gotten killed. Um, I thought it was I thought it was fine, but I think they probably looked at it like they probably saved my life. Uh, I have played forever. Um, as I said, I started skating when I was four, played uh, throughout my youth hockey career at Margaret Playground, which is on the east side of St. Paul. Uh, still have a lot of lifelong buddies that I played with over there. And if you go onto our website, you can see a picture of me and our 71-72 peewee team. Uh, just a ragtag bunch of ragmuffins and... Uh, what a, what a great group of guys. Uh, continued skating after high school, uh, after I played some midget hockey there, and then went to college where I've always been involved in intramural hockey. And upon graduation, kept skating with some buddies in the evenings, basically late nights on Sundays, until I moved down here and I got hooked up with the Miller Life Flyers due to uh, two guys mainly, uh, Charlie Groman and Scotty Sweetser, and I think probably Dan Cooper had a little something to say in that too. It was interesting. We'd play uh, Wednesday nights usually, and sometimes uh, those guys sided up to you in the locker room, asked you who you were, what you were doing, and I guess that was the recruitment for us. Uh, kind of the same story for a lot of guys happened that way, and I've ended up being with those guys on and off uh, for the last 30-plus years of my life, and uh, I got to tell you, some of my best friends down here in this area, and uh, I just cherish the time with them. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to where JC and I are going to take this podcast. Uh, he was one of those, one of our cronies on Wednesday nights and uh, with uh, Miller Lite Flyers at the time. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good ride and we're looking to continue it with uh, this podcast and active in the game. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's uh, how Mogi and I met uh, as we got recruited to play for this men's team, the Miller Lite Flyers. And it's been uh, 30 years that Mogi and I have known each other as a result of that. I did take a hiatus after high school uh, and concentrated on other things and eventually came back into the game uh, coaching club hockey in Reedsburg, Wisconsin. At that time, they didn't have a high school team and we played in an outdoor rink and, you know, all the weather and so forth, but had a great bunch of kids who played for me. And uh, as a result, the love of hockey uh, burned inside of me and I started refereeing hockey and for 32 years, I was a youth and high school hockey referee. Um, I know the numbers aren't as great as some of the guys that I refereed with, but a, a little over 600 high school games and probably a total between high school and youth games, about 2,000. So a few games under my belt, uh, wore out a few whistles and uh, uh, got half my butt left from the chewings I got from the coaches <laughs> on the bench. And one of those might have even been Mogi oh, at the time. Hi, hi JC. <laughs> Uh, but no, we've had a great time. Um, and as a result of our love for hockey, uh, Mogi, uh, gave me a call one day and why don't you, uh, tell our fans what happened there? 
Yeah, um, I just want to touch base a little bit, talk about a little bit about my coaching career. Um, as uh, unexciting as it was, I guess I could say, well, I shouldn't say that. It's a, it was a great experience. I had a lot of great little players. I coached uh, at Altoona High School in, in Wisconsin here, just outside of Eau Claire for 12 years. Uh, and then on and off, I coached in some youth levels as well, some Bantams up in Chippewa Falls. Give a shout out to my buddy Nick and, and, his, and his buddies that were on the team. Um, coached in some, uh, some an Eau Claire House League with Russ... Olson and his dad Doug, and uh, it's been fun. And JC is right. Uh, we were on opposite sides of the rink. Uh, he was on the rink. I was in the coaching box, and I will readily admit that we did have some conversations throughout the year. We didn't always see eye to eye, but you know, it's one of those things. Once you leave the rink, the game's over, and your buddies again. So, uh, yeah, no hard feelings whatsoever with JC. Um, and I would tell anybody who thinks refereeing's easy. Strap on some skates, bring out a whistle sometime, and try it for yourself. It's not as easy as it looks. Well, I appreciate that, Moog. Uh, the game all looks a lot different on the ice than it does from the stands. And, you know, the viewpoint the people in the stands have is quite a bit different than that of us on the ice. But uh, nonetheless, we are human. We make mistakes. And are there calls I wish I had back? Absolutely. And uh, there are times I wish I had eyes in the back of my head because of the calls I wish I could have made. So, it is a it is a human game, and please uh, please give us a break once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and for all the coaches out there listening, uh, thanks for uh, you know humbling me when I was on the ice, for lack of better terms. And also for all those coaches out there listening, remember in future contests, these gentlemen and ladies are human beings. They do make mistakes, and and cut them a break. They they deserve it. They're they're doing it for the love of the game, and uh, let's let's keep it at that. Well, I appreciate that, Moog. Hey, let's talk about uh, the breakout sessions. Oh. How was that born? Oh, I got to tell you, uh, for years, my wife, who is a saint and going straight to heaven when it's all over for her, uh, is we've been we'd watch hockey games and we'd be sitting here and I'd say something uh, about what was happening in the game and. A lot of times the announcers would then say pretty much the same thing I said. And she just always told me, she goes, man, you can do this. Why don't you become a, a sportscaster or, a, or an announcer? And, you know, I thought about that. And I had my career as an educator, and I was happy doing that. And uh, uh, didn't think that that was going to be something in my wheelhouse as far as uh, being any kind of an entertainer, that kind of thing. Um, but as I have been retired now and thinking about just being – Connected with the game, uh, we were brainstorming one night, my wife and I, and we're thinking about, okay, what what could we do that wouldn't be like that, but would still be something? And I think I woke up one morning and said, you know, the answer is, is the breakout sessions, or excuse me, the answer is going to be a podcast. We hadn't come up with a name yet. So we were thinking about, okay, do we do this alone? Do we, you know, call in some friends? What do, what do we do? We don't even know anything about this. So... I was thinking about who would be the perfect candidate to uh, to be my my cohort on this on this show, and I thought about all the guys that I played with and coached with, and I just I landed on JC because I think we've always had a special relationship uh, when we when we've played. We've just always been great friends, and uh, when I did retire and want to reconnect, he was the guy that I reached out to, and they welcomed me back with open arms, and I can't tell you how appreciative I am of that. So. 
And in addition to his uh, connections in the in the hockey realm here, especially in Wisconsin, uh, since he's been here for so long, he knows a lot of people and uh, was able to um, convince a lot of people to agree to coming on our podcast. So I think I made the right choice there. Uh, it seems to be going well. Uh, we do go back and forth. We have a lot of banter. We have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm looking for. I want to keep the game in my life, I want to keep it interesting. I want to keep it fun. And I think by sharing some of the stories with some of the people that we'll have on for interviews, they will they will be able to do that. So JC and I, we just want to ask some questions, plant the seed, and let the folks take it where they go. And it's been a lot of fun so far. We've got uh, a couple in the hopper ready to go. And uh, the interviews have been a little bit nerve-wracking in the sense that Mogi and I have never been on this side of the microphone before, so the nerves were high. But, uh, you know, as Mogi introduced me or asked me to jump on board with him, uh, my wife also has been a saint putting up with time and effort that we put into this. And uh, both wives have offered their suggestions and their input. And as a result, we were able to come up with the name and the logo as a result of that. Uh, That's not Mogi and I. We are not not artistically inclined (laughs) (laughs) like some individuals in our family. And uh, as Mogi and I were talking about this, we're sitting around with uh, other now team members discussing how we should handle things. And one of the team members, uh, Abby, uh, who happens to be my stepdaughter, said, well, you guys need to get on social media and start a uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, Mogi and I looked at each other like uh, deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> Another area of not strength for us. <laughs> not at all. And luckily, uh, Abby is a uh, mass communications major at the University of Minnesota and stepped up to the plate for us and created our social media accounts. And then from the next step, uh, we needed a website. And again, uh, Mogi and I are a little bit naive in that area. Um, you wouldn't think so by our backgrounds, but we are limited in our <laughs> abilities with anything <laughs> to do with a computer. Don't, don't ask to see us type. Yes, isn't e- that the either truth? Either one of us. Uh, hunt and peck, baby. And at that point, we invited in a gentleman by the name of Tony Brown, who has been extraordinary in helping us get our website up and also helping us get the podcast out. So uh, with the uh, group of us, it has been a great adventure. And uh, please take a look on our Instagram and Twitter accounts as well as our website because we do have uh, updates all the time on those locations along with our guest lists. And uh, we truly appreciate the fans and listeners that are out there that have given feedback to us so far. Yeah, we do appreciate that. As JC said, uh, we're new to this. We have exactly one episode that's uh, that's published. Um, we do want to ask you, if you do go listen to any of the episodes, to please spread the word and also help us out by leaving a rating and a review on the podcast platform of whatever platform you use. We're on virtually everything. We're on Apple. We're on uh, Google. We're on Spotify. We are on Amazon. I can't even remember the rest of them, but there's a there's a whole bunch. So um, if you can't find us, just get a hold of us and we'll we'll get you on there. Yes, our website also. If you click on the playoff schedule, which is actually our guest list, and you click on the photo of the guest, uh, the podcast will pop up. Uh, we also have a avenue there that you can contact us uh, via um, email. And another thing I forgot to throw out here, Moog, and 
That is, uh, when we do our introduction, we talk about 3 and 13. Oh, yeah. Who, what does that stand for, anyways? Jesse? Well, I'll tell you what. What that is, is number 3 is better than number 13. Okay. I didn't know you were going to go there, but uh, them are fighting words, pal. <laughs> yes, they are. Mogi and I have had those jersey numbers for well over 30 years. <laughs> and uh, when our group of hockey guys gets together from our Flyers team, you either have a nickname that you refer to somebody by or their jersey number. Yep. And so uh, our, our real names are never used. It's the total you know, hockey community, locker room community where the jokes are thrown and uh, the names of nicknames and numbers are thrown out rather than real names. Absolutely. And something else that uh, we probably need to tell you about is when we do plan Wednesday nights, there are two benches, obviously, and there's a, a bench that wears light-colored jerseys and there's a bench that wears dark-colored jerseys. And you would not believe the give and take that we have on the ice in the locker room and if we happen to go out and imbibe in a in a beverage with the boys afterwards it's it's funny we we give it to each other depending on your jersey shade uh we give it to each other when we're golfing we give it to each other when we're just out hanging out it's uh it's one of those things that bonds us and you know people look at us like what are you guys talking about so if you ever hear that you know we talk about the dark team or the light team now you have a little background on on, on that. I like to refer to it as good versus evil. Yeah, I do too. All right. Not, not in the same vein you do, but that's <laughs> no, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we would like to thank our team members, obviously Mogi and I, our wives, Jennifer and Diane, and our team members, um, Tony and Abby. Uh, we have uh, sincerely enjoyed our time with this podcast so far. We look forward to many podcasts coming up and please give us feedback at any time. And I hope that this has been a good uh, learning session for you and the audience. And thank you very much for your time. Mogi. Thanks everybody. Enjoy the breakout sessions. And always remember, stay on your inside edges. Inside edges.